I'm head coach Doug Peterson. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast, our game day edition here, preseason game number three for the Philadelphia Eagles, who host the Baltimore Ravens at Lincoln Financial Field. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, the Eagles Live podcast brought to you by Lincoln Financial Group, and we are excited about this football team after two preseason games, and we have a great podcast for you. We'll hear from the newest Eagle, Josh McCown, who joined the team on Saturday, and he's likely to play some quarterback here in preseason game number three against the Ravens. We'll also hear from Ross Tucker, the television analyst, who will give us his opinions on the Eagles through two preseason games. Corey Clement, who's missed all of the preseason to date, recovering from a knee injury suffered last season. He wants to play football against the Ravens. Will he get that chance? Corey Clement joins me here on the Eagles Live podcast. But first, let's go to the head coach, Doug Peterson, talking about the Eagles after two good days of practice against the Ravens at the Novacare Complex. Peterson is pumped for his football team in this game. Doug, what did you get from two days of practices with Baltimore? I lost a lot of body fluid from the uh, the heat, but um, you know what? We got some really good work in um, where we can control the environment as far as the situations of practice, how we wanted to practice. Um, we were in pads both days. I think the, the physicality was great. It was great to see another opponent. So uh, obviously a, a very beneficial time for both teams. And in that situation, you know, just a different face. Did you feel more the players more energy? Did you feel more focused? It was a different environment. It's a different environment, you know, and obviously it's a little bit later in training camp probably than you'd like. But, you know, there's a, there's a little, little more juice, a little more uh, upbeat with your team, especially the first day uh, going out there. They're a little more... Um, you know, excited about practice than the, than a normal day, uh, and Baltimore was the same way. So it was again, it was great work. We, um, you know, there were there were no incidences, which was which was great to see. Uh, both teams were very professional. In the span of eight days, two preseason games, the roster goes from 90 to 53. In your mind, how close are you? Do you think this roster to being where you want it to be? I think you're 75, 80 percent sure of what what you got. I mean, you're, you're obviously looking at a couple couple positions more more so those backup role player type guys, special teams players that uh, you're taking a look at in these next two weeks. Um, and so you're close, um, but but these are big for, for everybody, but uh, really for the bottom, you know, third uh, of your roster, this is, this is big. Veteran addition, Josh, to the quarterback room. As you look at that room now, what do you see? Well, he brings a lot of experience, 18 years. Uh, he's a veteran player. Um, you know, sharp guy. I mean, he just, again, he brings, uh, you know, a talent level. He brings, um, you know, a little more competition to that room. And and just, um, you know, another voice, another another set of eyes who, who's played the position. I think he'd be a great uh, addition to the room. Uh, he'll work well with Carson, uh, obviously, as, as did Nick and Nate. And I'm excited for him to, to really begin to gel with that group. How did Carson and the offense do against a team that was a defense that was number one in the league last year? In those two practices, yeah, I, I thought I thought overall did well. I mean, this is a good football team, great secondary. Uh, the guys up front, it was a bit, you know, a year ago they were big and and strong and powerful. They uh, obviously have some of the same guys back, so it was it was really good to see our guys, you know, compete against another team. A little different structure on defense than than we've seen from from our guys, and um, I thought for two days really really handled it well. Thanks, coach. Thank you. 
When we return to the Eagles Live podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, running back Corey Clement, a Super Bowl hero as a rookie in 2017, injured in 2018, a long comeback. He may, just very may, very may well see that first preseason game action in this game against the Raven. That's coming up. The Baltimore Ravens, the Philadelphia Eagles, Corey Clement very well could be part of it. We're coming right back on the Eagles Live podcast. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club to sign up today. Corey Clement went undrafted in 2017, a local product out of Gloucester Township in New Jersey. Then he started Wisconsin and did not get drafted. So the Eagles took a chance on him after that 2017 draft, and he has paid huge dividends. Outstanding rookie season, culminating with a big-time effort in Super Bowl 52. We remember, of course, that Clement had receptions, four of them for over 100 yards, and a touchdown catch in the 41-33 win over the New England Patriots last year. Not so fortunate for Clement, who suffered a knee injury in the road game at Dallas, and it's been a long road back to the playing field. He's there, he hopes to play tonight, and he's our next guest here on the Eagles Live podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Time to welcome in Eagles running back Corey Clement, his third year here. Healthy, ready to go, smile on your face coming off the field. Yeah. Smiles have been hard to come by when, when you get hurt, aren't they? Yes, um, it's always hard to come by, but at the same time, you got to really you know, face reality and know that everybody has um, you know, some, some things that may pop up and get in the way, but it's all about your mentality and uh, just your want to and will to get back into the game. So uh, not trying to let it distract me too much and uh, just realize that, hey, I still got another opportunity, so uh, let's make the most of it. So it happened, the injury happened last year in Dallas. Yes. Uh, handoff was that what actually I exactly what <laughs> it was happened. a it was a, a botched handoff it was uh it was a miss uh juggle snap and uh you know as a running back you try to make the most out of nothing sometimes and uh just tried to fix a bro- broken play but uh you know, at the end of the results didn't come out too good yeah. so ha- ha- had you ever been injured in your football career to uh, that extent no 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 never have uh but it's something that uh it's a wake-up call um, no, realizing that it can happen to you, it can happen to anybody. So don't take the game for granted. Realize that, hey, when you get your opportunity, keep maximizing it. So how did you how did you turn this injury into a silver lining? Um, just realize that you know patience really is something that you have to work on. Um, being that I, I was in rehab for you know a long period of time, realizing that, hey, I know I want to get back out there, but let's realize, let's be smart. You got a lot of time to recover. You got a lot of time to get back into the playbook. Got a lot of time to. You know, slow the game down a lot more, and uh, I think that's did that a lot, and uh, it's translating out into the field. Are you different than you were last year, your rookie season, even? Oh, for sure. Um, came in a lot lighter this year again. Um, you know, realizing that me and Deuce are just working together. You know, realizing the best playing weight for me, and uh, you know, just play against uh, you know, you know, more mental, more mental reps than anything because I couldn't get in there just too fast. So uh, things are pretty uh, clicking pretty good now. Corey, it's interesting. The first offseason you had in the NFL, it was the Super Bowl victory tour. Yeah. Um, first, tell me how that was. Go back a couple of years. Local kid, Gloucester, New Jersey, right? Yeah. Uh, South Jersey boy. I mean, it had to be 
the dream of a lifetime to come back with the Lombardi Trophy yeah. after a huge Super Bowl uh, in your rookie season. Yeah, it was definitely big time. And just uh, realizing that showing the youth that you really can do anything you put your mind to, uh, definitely fortunate and uh, grateful of the opportunity I had to uh, now, win my first Lombardi Trophy, not everybody gets a chance to in the NFL. Sometimes it takes 10-plus years to even do so. Yeah. Um, no, realizing that my first year, I can't take it for granted. So definitely want to get back for it again. I know the fans want it too. Was there a craziest moment from that first year, uh, first offseason that you can recall? Yeah. Was there a Corey Clement parade? <laughs> what, what was the craziest thing that happened to you, um, if you can recall? It's relatively clean. Um, you don't have to keep it totally clean. You, exactly. can, you can give us everything. Uh, right after the Super Bowl, my first show ever is being on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, okay, that's so right, that was right. pretty cool, you know, being on my first jet. I'm like, man, this is everything I've dreamed of. Being a private on a, jet? A private jet. Nice. Um, it's only about six, about seven people. So I'm just like, all right, this is crazy. <laughs> to even think about is me and JHI. And uh, just up there reminiscing, like, man, the past 24 hours have been crazy. So uh, you know, let's try to get back to this again. It's pretty cool. And then contrast it with this past off season and, and the work you had to put in to get back on the field. Um, it was a lot of work. Um, if anything, uh, more work, if anything, uh, lungs-wise, uh, mental reps, and just uh, being able to being able to understand that my time will come, so don't rush it, and uh, you know, just take everything uh, you know, for what it's worth, and realize that the coach's information is very valuable, so use it carefully. At the same time, Corey, though the Eagles bring in Jordan Howard, yep. they draft Miles Sanders, they bring back Darren Sproles, Josh Adams emerged. Mm -hmm. You know, there's you're looking at this. I don't know. Do you guys look at numbers ever? Do you ever go, wow? Man, this thing's not guaranteed. Oh, no, I never did. Uh, haven't did it in my first year either. Um, if anything, I wasn't drafted, so I go and get mines when I need to. So uh, it doesn't shy me away from competition. It doesn't blow me away. It doesn't do anything but make me more hungry for more carries, more opportunities. So uh, if you realize the first year I had LeGarrette Blount, I had everybody in the stable. So uh, if anything, it makes us better, and the competition only going to keep rising. Take us into that running back's room. Who's the funniest guy in there? <laughs> Surprisingly, it's Jordan Howard. Really? It's Jordan. Even though he's quiet, it's either out of Jordan or uh, Josh. Okay. Who's the most serious guy in there? Spro uh, Sproles. Sproles. What is, why, is, why does everybody look up to Sproles so much? Um, it's just his dedication to the game. You realize the guy's been playing for you know 14 plus years. He doesn't have to keep doing this, but uh, for some reason he does it because he loves us. He loves the organization. He loves the game, that what it brings. And uh, you know, for somebody who keeps doing that, just taking time out of his day, because like I said, he could be retired, relaxing. But he's just trying to win another Super Bowl, so that's the most respect we can, you know, we got to give to him because he deserves it. The rookie is Miles Sanders. Now, the old days, you were somebody, you know, if you're a rookie, you really get hazed. Yeah. Now it's get the chicken onto the flight, <laughs> maybe sing a song. Yeah. What else do you guys make rookies do? That's uh, make them dance in front of the the, the position group, okay. even though if they're uncomfortable. Boston Scott is a uh, break dancer. If you oh, ever want to come across it, so he's a pop block master. So uh, don't let Boston Scott shy you away from that. He can dance. He what can does dance. Miles do well? Um, we know he can't sing. We know he can't <laughs> sing. Well, he can run the ball pretty good, so I'll give him that. We'll find out his weakness. All right, I got five questions now for Corey Clement. Yeah. Um, let's begin with number one. How old were you, Corey, when you signed your first autograph? Um, I signed my first autograph. I was 16. 16. So you're a high school football player. That, yeah. Just a kid in school asked you for an autograph? Just a kid in school. I was working out. I still work out at Adrenaline Sports with Chad Hallett in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, he's been my go-to guy ever since I started, you know, in high school. So shout out to Chad Hallett for, you know, Adrenaline Sports, you know, making me who I am today and uh, just keep flourishing after that. So you sign the autograph and then you look at it and you go, 
Well, I better make this autograph good. So have you been practicing your <laughs> yeah, autograph through the years? I think it's years? changed up about four times. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Is it a long – is it all Corey Clement 30? Is it – what is it? I made it kind of short and sweet now because, you know, after doing so many signages, you try to speed it up sometimes. It gets a little redundant. So uh, now I add the Y and make sure I add the T. That's all you really got to understand. Who was your favorite football player? I'll ask you the player, not the team. <laughs> I'll ask you the player. Who was your, former play, your favorite player when you were a kid? Uh, it was Brian Westbrook. Okay. Tell um, me why. I always tried to emulate him. Uh, he was a shorter guy, um, and I was, I'm was i still short. And uh, for some reason, I knew he came from Villanova. I understood that he was a great running back, playing with a lot of great other backs in the stable, Deuce Daly, Corral Buckhalter, you name it. And uh, it was just something about him. He had that niche. Um, you know, when you just see somebody who's natural at the game, you just try to emulate everything. Of course, Barry, came, Barry Sanders came before my time, but, you know, Brian Westbrook is uh, you know, definitely somebody I idolized coming up. Have you met Brian? Yeah, I met him plenty of times. Talked uh, to him. Was it a thrill to meet him for the first time? Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, met him at Chickies and Pete's uh, just upstairs, and I got a chance to you know, wrap it up a little bit after a game and, you know, realize, you know, he has some good information to still into me as well. Okay. Number three, uh, who are some of the people who have had the greatest impact? One of them standing over there, mm -hmm. the greatest impact on your football career. Um, I would definitely say, you know, the core of my family, uh, realizing that we, we understand the value of uh, hard work and just pushing through every sacrifice we possibly can and uh, just repping our hometowns, you know, Philly, Jersey, and uh, you know, just trying to put the name on the back, Clement, and you know, realizing that we got a strong bond, strong connection. If anything's needed done, we always got uh, a strong body to ever look back on. Okay, number four. Uh, the ball, we, we watch the play, okay, you come out of the huddle or no yeah. huddle, you're standing. What are you thinking before the ball is snapped? Uh, I'm always looking at Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey is basically uh, the, the, the director of the plane. Uh, got to realize where he's going. And uh, now we got to feed off of him or Stout's going to get on us, Deuce is going to get on us, because that's basically where it starts. So with the center, he's the captain of the ship besides Carson. And uh, no, before the play snaps, that's where we got to aim our, our, our focus So at. he's giving you all the hand signals yeah. on what blocking is, yep, everything yep. like that. Uh -huh. Do you hear things? Do you hear the, the, the calls? You yeah. have to, right? Like you you hear, block out the crowd. You hear everything. Surprisingly, even at a, a loud stadium, you hear everything huh. down there. Um, it's pretty cool because your, your mind knows what to take in and knows what to block out. And uh, for that split four seconds or five seconds, you know what to do. So home field advantage is kind of overrated. Yeah, I mean, you understand – what he's about to say, you almost kind of predetermine what Carson's about to say because we do so many film studies, we do so many practice time, and uh, you know, if it helps you to predetermine what he's about to do, it makes your job a lot easier. All right, number five. Be, be honest here, okay? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to go to the bathroom during a game? Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, for sure. Um, every, every Number year. one? Number two? <laughs> <laughs> it's, especially today at practice. Probably, there's multiple times. It's, you have a bad lunch, you have a bad dinner, and uh, I know some of the old linemen or D linemen have you know, some episodes probably, so no, I'm not the only one. No, I'm not the I only mean, one. So what do, you, what do you do if you get sick to your stomach? Do you have to run off the field and go to the bathroom in the locker room? Yeah, you got to poop you gotta, your pants? You got to wait till halftime. I have to wait till uh, Or if, you got, you know, if you're in the second half, you better wait till the end of the game. I, Hold I, mean, it. I, I think I ask a question <laughs> that everybody wonders at some point in their life. You got to wait. Or somebody will build a portable bathroom out there. Towels around. You've seen it before, yeah. so they'll make it happen. Corey, you have not played in this preseason. We do not know yet what will happen in preseason game number three against mm -hmm. the Ravens. I assume that you want to play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, getting a chance to just, you know, get my feet wet again. Um, now being back at practice is uh, you know, definitely uh, exciting. Uh, 
never, like I said, never take it for granted. I'm blessed to be back out here with the team, and uh, instead of just going through the motion, I'm back in the ground running. And you're good. You feel like you're all the great. way back. I yeah, you look. Great. I mean, look great today. Thank you. And what are the benefits of these kind of practices? Um, gets gets your thought process going. Um, you're almost like in a game-like situation, being in a joint practice rather than going against your guys because the thing's a little bit more ramped up, and you don't have, you don't understand what their defense is doing yet. So it takes about a few peers to understand how they're doing it or what their schematic is wise, and uh, you go from there. Corey Clement, Eagles running back. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dave. Great to see you out there. Great to see you in here, and yes, uh, best of luck in, on Thursday and throughout the 2019 season. Thank you so much. Corey Clement, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much to Corey Clement. And now we turn our attention to the quarterback position. Josh McCown signed by the Eagles on Saturday, a crash course in this offense. He says he's pretty much ready to go and he'll likely have the chance to do it against the Ravens in this game. Some one-on-one -on -one time with quarterback Josh McCown. Josh, you talked about learning the offense the other day. You compared it to learning Spanish and that you could kind of early on hear the words, not quite get them. Now you're at the point where you hear the words and understand what people are saying. How much on a 24-hour basis does this improve? It, 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 it's kind of that, a 24-hour basis. Like it's a, it's a day at a time. You hear a little bit more. You, you're involved in a little bit more conversation where you, you, you understand kind of what they're saying. And then all of a sudden, they'll pop in four or five words from their experience together from past years. Oh, yeah, remember we can put this on this route or we can do that. And, and then you're lost again. You're like, well, what do you mean? Wait, wait. And then, you, and then, you know, that happens a few more times. You go back and study it, and that starts making sense to you. So I'm in the process of growing with that. Um, obviously, a better place now than I was when I first got here. But it'll still take some time. But, uh, man, what a fun offense to learn. What has it been like to fit into the locker room? Uh, it's been great. You know, and I'll, I'll say this, just the, the character of the men in there, um, the way that they go about their work, uh, that's what makes it easy. And, um, and you can tell a lot you know about a, a locker room with how they welcome people and they've been great to me and uh and i think it speaks to the leadership and uh and it speaks to the kind of kind of men that uh that howie and, and doug have put on this football team so um so i'm honored to be a part of it and uh and, and enjoy being around the guys what will make for a good preseason debut for you I think just going out and executing uh, the plays, you know, whatever ones I, I get, just just being able to to you know know where people are, be able to, to function in the offense, and and uh, and you know, get some completions, move the ball, and, and and hopefully you know get a couple touchdowns or something. But uh, you know, I think once you turn the tape on, you always hold yourself to a high standard and got to keep it relative to you know I, I just got here, but I still want to go play well. So um, so we'll see how it goes, but I'm I'm excited about playing. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Ross Tucker joins us in studio to talk about the Eagles through two preseason games. Well, it's preseason game number three. The Baltimore Ravens, who we've seen all week, are in town for this one against Lincoln at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro now joined by Ross Tucker, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, our color analyst on the television broadcasts here. We've seen two Eagles games, Ross. Uh, your reaction, your thoughts, uh, some overviews on what you believe you know about the Philadelphia Eagles to date. Well, so we talked last week. So let, let's go to what we saw in preseason week number two. And what I would say, Dave, is the things I thought were probably most important looked really good. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins and Brandon Graham, when they were in there, they looked like they're ready to go. You know, you're still wondering about the fourth DN spot. 
Josh Sweat did some good things. Deshaun Hall has been unbelievable. I mean, there's just no way around it. He's been excellent in these games. That's a good sign. And then I thought the especially good signs on on the offensive side of the ball, Miles Sanders was superb. You know, he bounces outside, runs through a couple tackles, good vision, showed the blitz pickup. And then the, the second offensive line dominated that game. Dillard again, Mylata again, uh, Vitae at right guard again. He's been very impressive. So the thing, and then Clayton Thorson. You know, you're sitting there thinking, man, they took him in the fifth round. I don't know about that guy. I actually thought he came out and played really well last game. So the things that mattered the most in the last game for the Eagles moving forward, I thought were all, I mean, they obviously destroyed the Jags, but I thought they were all real positive. I'll give you one more. I forgot. The guy hadn't played football in forever, and Matt Collins makes two big-time special teams plays in the first half. I, I cannot explain how valuable it is, Dave, if your fourth receiver who's active on game day can be a top-five special teamer on your team. That is very valuable because the reality is your fourth receiver, especially in this offense – with having two awesome tight ends, it's probably not going to play that much receiver. They're really there as much as anything in case something happens to one of the first three, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. So it's more important that that guy can make plays on special teams than even what he does at receiver. And Matt Collins makes two unbelievable plays in his first time playing football in over a year. Which is why I think if he stays healthy the rest of the way, Mac makes his 53-man roster. And he's your fifth receiver, at least number five, could be number four on game day. That's exactly what I think happens. Yeah, yeah I think. and Because I, I haven't seen enough from J.J. Arcega-Whiteside on special teams right. yet. So that's one of those where, just in my mind, and again, I, you know, nobody's told me this, but... Matt Collins is one of the four guys active on game day. But then if a receiver were to get hurt, wouldn't be surprised if the following week, J.J.'s one of the three receivers that's actually playing, and Matt Collins is still the fourth receiver. Are there a lot of question marks as to who makes the roster as you look right now through two preseason games? I would say running back. Don't quite know how that's all going to work out. Maybe one of the offensive linemen. Maybe two of the defensive linemen. Maybe a linebacker. Otherwise, I'm not sure if there's a whole lot out there. Well, I think that there's a as, – as we're sitting here recording this right now, I think there's a question at tight end with the Richard Rodgers injury. You know, I don't know what they'll do there. Um, if that means Perkins makes the team. Or does that mean they keep four tight ends? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, I picture – Two tight ends being a big part of what they do just because of how good of a player Dallas Goddard is. So uh, I would agree with you. I think that there is – you know what it is, Dave? It's really more, in my mind, do they keep four or five running backs? Do they keep nine or ten offensive line? Like the, If you told me how many – what number they're keeping at each, I could tell you how much of a question mark I think it is. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you're kind of right. I mean, I think if Matt Collins stays healthy the next two weeks and, and does what he did the other night, I think he's got a pretty darn good shot. Uh, the quarterback situation will be interesting just to see how they 
uh, figure out how they're going to try to keep all the guys they want to keep. Which is a great segue. Josh McCown, the new quarterback, veteran presence, will play, we think, we hope, on Thursday night here against the Baltimore Ravens. Clayton Thorson will get some time. We'll see about Cody Kessler. Uh, what do you make of Josh McCown being a Philadelphia Eagle? What does he add to this football team? Well, so first of all, I've known Josh for a long time. He is an awesome dude, like awesome. And I, I really think, like they didn't sign him for his personality, but I do think that that helps and is probably a factor in why he's here. The one thing I've noticed about this organization over the years, they refuse, Dave, to ever be shorthanded at quarterback, O-line, or D-line. They're just not going to let it happen. And I saw this stat in the last 15 years. They've only had a quarterback play 16 games twice. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. McNabb in 08, Wentz in 2016. For this team to be a perennial playoff team and win a lot of playoff games and to have to play your backup quarterbacks that much is extremely impressive. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that they, I, I, I don't think I anticipate them signing somebody. I kind of thought that they would ride with Kessler or Thorson for a week or two until Sudfeld comes back. But, I don't think they wanted to take that chance for the first two or three weeks till Sudfeld comes back. And even so, when Sudfeld comes back, he won't have played football for six weeks. So is he really ready to go? And let's just say, as has been reported by some people, week three or week four or whatever the case may be. He's not a guy with a lot of experience. So being away from it for six weeks and not playing, I just think they want to make sure that they're always covered at that position. Ross, give me one player, and I'll give you one player to watch in this game. Well, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but if he does, Corey Clement. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, watching him in the joint practices, he looked good to me, and I would imagine that they'd want to see what he can do before the preseason ends, make sure he's healthy. So if he plays... That would be the guy that I'd be keeping an eye on. I think that they, you know, we've seen a decent amount of Miles Sanders. We've seen a decent amount of Jordan Howard. I'd like to see what Corey can do. He looked pretty good, I thought, in the yeah. joint practices. Yeah, it looked great, and he wants to play. I'm sure that Doug Peterson wants to see him play. Josh McCown is an obvious answer, but I'll give you one on the defensive end, the defensive side of the ball. I'll go with Rodney McLeod, who I think will get some reps, and I think will... Uh, really test out that knee, has looked good in practice, so valuable to the Eagles. It would be great to get him back at 100% for Washington. And let me say this about Rodney McLeod, very underrated. And the other safeties, Malcolm Jenkins, Jonathan Cyprian, Andrew Sindejo, they're all really similar. You know, they're probably best known for what they do in the box. box. McLeod's the, the one that's really the deep middle of the field guy that I think allows the defense to do a lot of things when he's in there. Great. Ross Tucker, thanks so much. We look forward to watching you, hearing you and Scott Graham, myself on the sidelines, kickoff 7.30, Lincoln Financial Field Thursday night. Make sure you're with us, NBC10 in Philadelphia. Thanks, Ross. I cannot wait. Let's do it. Thanks to everyone who took part in this podcast. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every week. And we love your comments. We love your ratings. Five stars are always appreciated on the iTunes store. Give us your ratings, your thoughts on the podcast. We always want to make it better. It's the Eagles and the Ravens. 7.30 kickoff on NBC10 in Philadelphia. PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our official app, our social channels. Make sure you're with us at 7 o'clock for the kickoff show. And... 
for all of the coverage after the game as we are live from Lincoln Financial Field. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly.